Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Momenta on the Main Line. We're your hosts. I'm Dr. Joanna Holleran. And I'm Dr. Alon Green. We're here to talk about all things health, wellness, fitness, performance, and overall well-being. Hope you enjoy the show. personal trainer, fitness nutrition specialist, and clinical mental health counselor with the mission to empower women to take on the challenge to becoming their best selves throughout their weight loss journey. She's taught the valuable lessons of self-love and acceptance. Her path toward becoming a weight loss coach started throughout her undergraduate years when she struggled with weight management herself, but was able to overcome those challenges through working with dietitians and establishing a fitness routine. As we all know, life throws us curveballs and healthy lifestyles become more difficult to maintain, especially while pregnant and going through grad school simultaneously. She was able to once again conquer those challenges, but with an entirely new perspective. These life challenges and experiences really opened up her eyes to the false belief that women and mothers so often accept that self-love is conditional. This awoke a passion within her to provide women with the support they need to feel strong, confident, and happy, particularly throughout pregnancy and postpartum periods. She's been able to combine her clinical counseling background and personal experiences with weight loss coaching strategies to help women make lasting changes in their lives. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today, Sarah Malin with Inside Out Transformations. Thank you so much for being here, Sarah. Thank you so so much much. for having me and what what an intro. Wow. I'm like, thank you. Oh, you made it so easy with all these accomplishments. Um, Our job is just to read them off for the folks. You know? <laughs> so I gave a brief intro kind of telling a little bit of who you are and what you do, but can you tell us a little bit more of your story about how you got into coaching? Sure. So, um, I'll kind of pick up where you left off, which was, um, after I got my master's in counseling, um, I had my son 19 days after I graduated and yeah, that was, it was, it was a lot for sure. Um, but when my son was about three months old, I started going to a prenatal postpartum, um, fitness group. And that was primarily to like get me out of the house and make sure I don't get depressed um, because I had struggled with antepartum depression um, and knew that I was at risk for postpartum depression. And so I decided to go work out and I loved it so much that I ended up becoming an instructor. And that took me down this whole rabbit hole of group fitness. And um, having gone through my own weight loss journey, as you mentioned, I did have a lot of nutritional understanding. I did have a lot of understanding of the body just from, you know, learning about fitness and things like that. And as I started working with these women in the prenatal postpartum space, a lot of the women I was working with were very concerned about losing their baby weight, you know, and it was a great place because there was a really supportive community. Um, But that at that time, having really focused on teaching group fitness, I was starting to realize that you know, if they wanted to meet that goal and more importantly, sustain it, that there was a lot more needed 
beyond working out. And, you know, knowing how essential the nutrition piece was, you know, I, I really wanted to pursue that to some extent. And then, you know, I kind of had it in the back of my head, you know, wouldn't it be cool if I could, you know, start some sort of practice where I combine personal training, nutrition coaching, and my mental health background, and kind of roll it into, you know, this really holistic, integrative practice that helps women get to the bottom of, what is keeping them from reaching their goals and, and helps them achieve them in a really, really healthy, sustainable way. And then I was like, why am I sitting around thinking this would be cool? Just do it. (laughs) So, so I did. That's amazing. Yeah. I was going to make a comment that having that clinical background must really enhance your skills as a coach. And just as, you know, taking someone through this process of, weight loss, or even just, you know, stress management, handling all the challenges that are thrown at us in life. I would imagine that just kind of makes your, your, your skills that much more emphasized. It's, it's extremely helpful. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it's okay. I I was just going to say, and you kind of touched on it a bit too, but, uh, there's, there's always, when it comes to like weight loss or, you know, any sort of like fitness-based plan that there's like a regimented plan that you can follow, but the biggest part of that is being consistent and and kind of maintaining, or, or I guess the mental aspect of it, you know, mm-hmm. of being able to get, like you said, get to the bottom of what's actually driving somebody and remember that throughout the entire process. And so I think, I think it's so cool that you have that background to be able to, you know, have the tools to be able to confront those things. I mean, it's super important. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's essential. And and what I've seen happen is, you know, women have relied on, you know, we have, we have this message coming at us, right. That our bodies are not to be valued unless they are thin bodies or fit bodies. And, you know, it leaves, a lot of people feeling really crappy about themselves, but it also, you know, the discomfort that that breeds really pushes us to want to alleviate that discomfort as quickly as possible. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where a lot of those fad diets and cleanses and 30 day shreds and, and things like that come in is because it gives you that kind of instant gratification where you see results right away. And so you temporarily alleviate some of that discomfort, right? Because you feel like you're making progress. You feel a change. The problem is that like, if you're doing a 30 day shred, well, what happens on day 31, you know? And so if, if they're not doing something sustainable, they inevitably gain the weight back. And then they're left thinking, well, the problem is me. I'm not disciplined enough, or I don't have self-control. And the issue is, no, <laughs> you're a human being, you know, you're not doing something sustainable. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my practice, I, I deal with that issue, right? In that, I help them balance their nutrition. I teach them how to move their bodies in a way that is sustainable and makes sense for them. But we also get into, okay, well, what gets in the way of consistency, right? So rather than be like, we're going to overhaul your life right away, we take it one habit at a time. Mm -hmm. And 
So, you know, my clients usually see me weekly and we'll check in and say, okay, this habit that you were working on, if you were able to be consistent, awesome. What worked? Let's use that again, you know, add that to our tool chest and, and call on that when we need it. And if, um, you know, if you were not able to be consistent, that's okay because it gives us really important information, right? And so then we dig into, okay, well, what got in the way of consistency there? And it could be, I was really stressed out this week. And so the issue isn't, oh, you know, you need to eat more protein. The issue is you need to manage your stress differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or, you know, a lot of times it's, the beliefs that they have about themselves. And so what I see a lot is clients who self-sabotage and we start to dig a little bit and realize that there is this belief of, I am not capable of doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, it's, it's really, really cool to dig into that deeper stuff because that's where the healing happens. And once they confront those hurdles, those deeper hurdles, it makes what they're doing so much more sustainable for them. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of touched on this when you're um, just answering that last question, but um, what are some of the challenges that people approach you with? Like, so you help them identify what's really deeper down going on, but Mm -hmm. what are the things that people come to you for saying like, I, you know, is it like a, they feel as if they have this lack of motivation and then you dive deeper to find out what that is, or are they just wanting to, um, learn how to eat healthier or, you know, find a fitness routine that's going to stick? Like, what are the, the challenges that people approach you with so that like our listeners, maybe they can identify like, Oh, that's how I feel. But, you know, maybe I need to do a little bit of a deep dive into this. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to that question thinking, well, how long do you have? (laughs) Um, so my clients come to me with a variety of different issues. And what's really interesting is that the issues that they come to me with and the issues that emerge during sessions can often be very different things as I'm sure you see in your practice, right? Where someone's complaining about pain over here and it's, you know, the source of it is up here. Um, So I would say there are a few main things. The most common one is, you know, I really am having trouble accepting my body the way it is. I'm really unhappy in my body. I'm really uncomfortable in my body. I know I need to lose weight. I've tried Weight Watchers. I've tried keto. I've tried the cleanses. I've tried whatever, and nothing has lasted that is hands down the most common one is just, I think it's this really deep sense of discouragement. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, there are also people who are like, Hey, my joke, my joints don't feel good. I know that, um, you know, I know that if I lose some weight, it's going to help with that. There are people who, um, who are like, I don't, I just, I don't like the way my body physically feels. I don't have enough energy. You know, I just want to be able to live my life and do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, there are people who really, really know that there's a deeper issue at play. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, I really don't love myself. I really want to lose weight because I've tried these things, I know that I need something different. Yeah. And, and that's definitely the most common one. Um, but kind of the overarching umbrella for that is, 
in unhappiness with with the body mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um and so we all know that with this kind of transformation whether it's you know weight loss or just trying to make other significant changes in our lives perspective is everything right like we have to change yeah. our perspective around the matter that we're you know dealing with how do you start to encourage your clients to, you know, change their perspective either around like the concept of dieting or, you know, just self-love? Um, <laughs> yeah, it, that's, a one. It, that's a really loaded one. And it's a tough one because I, you know, we're, we're fighting an uphill battle, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're fighting against traditional diet culture, which is the quick fixes, which is the restriction. Um, you know, I have a lot of clients who, just have these really restrictive mindsets ingrained into them. Like, oh, in order to lose weight, I must give up X, Y, Z. And I think, I think probably like the most prevalent mindset that we're fighting against, I don't want to say fighting against, but that I'm really trying to help them shift is there two. Number one that, oh, once I lose this weight, I will love myself. I will love mm-hmm. my body. I just that need to lose so this true. weight to get there. Yeah. Um, that's one of them. The other one is um, that I have to eat this food or not eat this food mm. so that I can lose weight or I have to work out because I ate X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think yeah. you touch on something like pretty important too, where it's like a uh, I think a lot of fitness, nutrition, uh, kind of like culture is focused around uh, like what is the best thing and what is the worst thing and avoid the worst thing and do the best yeah. thing where, where realistically it's somewhere in the middle, there's a balance of something, you know, and, and you also touched on the fact that um, it's like, I, I have to accomplish X to love myself and then you get to it and then you don't really know what don't, to do after. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's uh, we actually had, you know, Jess Lupacchino. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. with Dave, we had her on recently and she, she also mentioned something too, which I think also kind of pertains where it's like, it's, it's the, the journey, not the destination, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and I think that's a perfect segue into a piece of this that is hugely important for me, which is, you know, taking this idea of, I will love myself when, you know, I will love myself when I am a size two, or I will love myself when I weigh 50 pounds less and kind of turning that on its head and saying, well, in order for that to happen, you need to love yourself first. Right. And, you know, that we can talk about this in a second too, but a lot of people feel like they have to have a feeling before they take action. Right. So like, I have to feel like I want to work out before I work out, or I have to feel like I love myself before I start treating myself with love. And you don't, you actually take the action first and then the feeling follows. And that's why so many people get hung up on motivation. But what I try to do, right. Is because you're not going to magically shift your brain from not loving yourself to, Oh yes, I love myself now. (laughs) Um, it's, it's hard. It's a journey. I mean, you know, there's a reason that it's, you know, when people talk about self-love, they, they call it a journey is because it really is. And so what I try to do is start with basic self-care, right? And the things that are basic self-care are also things that 
for people who need to lose weight, help them lose weight. So things like moving your body regularly, eating a healthy, balanced diet, getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, things like that, that are all basic self-care. If you start practicing those first and you do it from, okay, maybe I don't love my body yet, but I'm going to take care of my body. After a while, you know, it starts to shift from, okay, well, you know, I don't love my body, but it deserves to be taken care of. And then it's maybe I accept my body. And then it's like, oh, I'm, I'm okay with my body. It's not bad. And, and you take these very gradual steps until you come to that place of love. And you're never going to be completely at that place of self-love, right? It's a, like, you know, I mean, you think about it. Like, you know, I think about my child, right? Like, I love my child. I would do anything for my child. Sometimes he's a jerk, <laughs> you know? And it doesn't mean I love him any less, but it means I don't have the warm fuzzies for him in that moment. And so I think self-love is kind of the same way as you may not have, you know, the warm fuzzies for yourself or for your body all the time, but you can still treat it with love. You can still take care of it, right? Like when my son's acting up, I'm not going to say to him, like, I'm not going to feed you healthy food now. You know, I'm not going to like punish you with exercise because you're having a temper tantrum. Um, you know, and I think, I think that self love can work very much the same way. Mm -hmm. I love that point that you just made about not always having to feel like you have to do something like, you know, I don't yeah. feel motivated and, um, that's, it follows the action, right? That's such a great point that mm -hmm. once you start to take those actions, motivation will definitely follow that. You know, once you start to feel yeah. like you're making progress and doing the right thing for yourself, that's such a, yeah. Well, and also motivation is fleeting, mm -hmm. right? So when the feeling does show up, it's not going to stay for long, <laughs> you know, it, it's going to be right out the door again. And I think that's why I focus so much on building habits is because when a healthy lifestyle is simply what you do, right. The motivation no longer matters. Mm -hmm. Like when it's there, cool, like yeah. run right. with it, enjoy yeah. it. But you know, when, when you build that habit rather than relying on the feeling, it's a lot easier to sustain. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so can you give us an idea of what your coaching sessions look like? Are they like, how frequently are you meeting with people and what do, what do your sessions really um, entail? Sure. So if it's easier, I think it'll be easier for me if I can like just walk you through the process in general. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when a client wants to work with me, they schedule a 30 minute consultation um, and that's free. And that gives the client an opportunity. It gives us an opportunity to talk and for the client to see if I'm a good fit for them, if my style is a good fit for them. But it's also a good opportunity for me to see if that client is a good fit for my practice. Mm -hmm. um, and if the client is not, for whatever reason, you know, I've really worked hard over the years to build up a really trusted network of health and fitness professionals. And so if I find that the client is not the best fit for me, or I'm not the best fit for the client, I try to refer them out to a, you know, a trusted practitioner so that they are getting their needs met, needs met, even if it's not from me. Yeah. Um, so after the consultation, if we decide, yes, we want to work together, let's go. Then the client does an assessment and the assessment does 
it does a medical history. It does kind of a coaching history. What have you tried before? What has worked? What hasn't? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a little bit, I don't want to say like a psychological, but questions about, you know, why are you, why are you seeking this out? How are you feeling about yourself right now? What are your major stressors? Things like that. Um, and also some questions about lifestyle. And during the assessment is when we work on putting together a roadmap for the client. So basically, where are you now? Where do you want to be? And what are the steps that we need to take to get there? Mm-hmm. Because it's really overwhelming to look at the big picture, especially if you've tried to lose weight many times and it hasn't worked. It's very tempting to want to dive right in and do all the things. Mm -hmm. And then it's really discouraging about two weeks in. And then if you're not perfect, you want to give up. Um, So from the assessment, we break it down into these little tiny steps. Um, And then throughout the course of our time together, we work through those steps. And so what a session would look like, most of my clients um, see me um, half an hour a week. Some clients choose to do an hour every other week. And, you know, we, we often talk about nutrition in the assessment. I do give them a nutrition guide that kind of gives them all of the what's that they need to know, like, what is a good balance for you? What are healthy, you know, what are healthy protein choices? What are healthy carb choices? What are healthy fat choices? What, um, you know, what portions do you want to aim for? Things like that. And so I really, you know, the assessment is for the what. And then in the sessions themselves, we really focus on the how. Um, Because I don't, I feel like it's a disservice to just kind of be there giving them rules when I've found that what really needs to be done is the hurdles need to be conquered. Like that's where they need the support, right? Because if they could conquer those hurdles themselves, they, they would be where they want to be. Most of the people that come to me have some understanding of fitness, some understanding of eating well. And so it's not foreign to them, but it's really, really about the implementation. And so how that looks in the sessions is very different for each client, depending on where they are, what they need. And so, you know, with some clients, I may be explaining why it's really important to have some protein at every meal and snack. You know, for other clients, um, it can be working on, okay, let's build a structure into your life so that you can build these habits in, right? Because a lot of, I work with a lot of moms and things are chaotic, right? They have kids, they're trying to work. They're, you know, a lot of them are caring for aging parents as well. And there's a lot on their plate. And so it's, you know, part of the work can be helping them build a structure into the life they already have. And that creates a framework into which we can build the habits, right? Because you can't, build habits into a structure that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And it's much easier rather than just throwing something on the plate and being like, ah, now in all of this chaos, you have to add in a workout to this. You know, if we can create, okay, well, here's a solid morning routine. It becomes a lot easier to attach a workout to that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, or to say, ah, okay, well, if you're going to menu plan on Friday, make your grocery list on Saturday and go grocery shopping on Saturday, now you have Sunday to meal prep. And now it makes them, it makes it so much easier for them to eat well because they're prepared. Yeah. Um, so part of it is the structure and then part of it is digging into the deeper issues. So like I mentioned before, if we're working on a particular habit and they're like, Hey, I had a really hard time being consistent with this this week, you know, okay, what got in the way? And sometimes it's those underlying beliefs. Like I can't do it. I'm not capable. And sometimes it's, you know, work was really crazy. I didn't get as much sleep. I'm super stressed out. And then it's like, okay, well, let's talk about some different ways to manage stress. Yeah, I, I really love that you touched on the point that it's not about an all or none mentality. Yeah. It's just, you know, after that first two weeks, you really dive in and you, you're, you're being really, really meticulous about your food or your schedule or, or your habits, and then you're exhausted and you can't do it anymore. You know, it just becomes too much too quickly. So I, I love that you really try to take a really individ- individualized approach for each person because mm-hmm. all of us have different struggles and what I struggle with is not going to be the same as you know yeah everyone else so that is a really really great point yeah that and it seems like the focus is kind of on you know helping somebody really build a relationship with uh with food movement and uh managing stress right yeah it's like oh. there's, there's a, like there's one thing that's a regimented plan but then there's also like you said teaching somebody how to navigate it themselves and and that's where the relationship comes right Oh yeah, for sure. And, and that is definitely one thing we really dig into. I mean, I work, one of the biggest issues I help women with is stress eating. Mm. Right. And you, and a big question that I get, (laughs) (laughs) a, a, a big question that I get is, oh, well, you know, what are some healthy swaps that I can do when I'm stress eating? So instead of eating the chips, can I, you know, eat the veggies? And I'm like, stress eating is still stress eating. And so whether you're eating chips or veggies, you're still training your brain that, oh, when I'm stressed, I'm reaching for food. And so what I... That hits like, deep. Yeah, yeah, that one resonates. <laughs> yeah. And, and so once, you know, once we start to dig into that, um, I also really encourage my clients to eat mindfully, right? So rather than being like, you need to eat this exact amount of this thing to teach them how to use a hunger scale, for instance, to evaluate how hungry they are, how full they are. And so they can start to listen to their bodies and give them what they need. So eating when they're hungry, um, stopping before they're overly full and really paying attention to how does this food make me feel, right? And so noticing, oh, well, when I had this like piece of cake in the middle of the afternoon, I felt really exhausted an hour later and my brain was foggy, but I noticed that like when I had this, I don't know, salad with grilled chicken on it and, you know, beans or whatever that I had like a lot of energy for several hours. And by shifting that, that focus away from, oh, I have to eat this because it'll make me lose weight or I can't eat that because it'll make me fat. It really, it really starts to shift from, okay, what is going to serve my body the most? Like, yes, I I could eat this, but I'm choosing not to because I don't want to feel like crap. 
And that is one of the most pivotal moments in my work with clients is when they start to see what is going to serve my body. Because now the focus has shifted from what is the number on the scale to how can I best take care of myself? Mm -hmm. Same thing with exercise, right? A lot of people start with, oh, I have to exercise to lose weight. If I don't exercise, I won't. And, you know, if I ate poorly, then I will punish myself with exercise or I need to work out extra. And I love it when I, you know, a client gets to a place where they're saying to me, I worked out because I wanted to, and because I knew it would feel good for my body. Mm-hmm. And that is like what I'm aiming for. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you said that a lot of your clients come to you with already having kind of a fitness background or a general knowledge of, you know, fitness or nutrition of some sort. What, what's one tip or like one piece of advice you would give to someone who is looking to take that first step toward weight loss or just, you know, healthy lifestyle changes that maybe doesn't have that same knowledge or doesn't know where to begin or, you know, Mm -hmm. how can they take that first step or even identify that they have to take that first step and reach out for help? Um, well, I think reaching out for help is an important first step, right? So if they're feeling really overwhelmed, right? Like if they have that feeling of, I, I feel like I need to lose weight. I really want to lose weight. I have no idea where to begin. This is so overwhelming. This is so intimidating. I don't know where to begin. Reach out. When I, when I say that, like most of my clients have some understanding of fitness and nutrition, it usually comes from having work, like having worked with a trainer in the past or having taken fitness classes in the past or having worked with a dietitian before or something like that. Now for someone who has never done any of that before, um, you know, let's say for example, there's someone who was completely sedentary starting with me, which happens quite frequently. What I do before I even think about assigning a workout is to just build the habit of intentional movement. So, so rather than saying, okay, I want you to do X, Y, Z workout. I will say every day, like for five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever you can confidently start with. I just want you to move. I want you to walk or I want you to stretch. Um, But it really gets them into the habit of just thinking about moving their bodies, which is really important. And because what happens I found is that when you jump right into assigning a workout and then you're like, I want you to do this three times a week. Number one, for someone new, it can be extremely overwhelming to do that workout. And number two, if it's like a three times a week thing, they're going to keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off until Friday. And then they're like, crap, I got to bang this out Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas if you start small with just five or 10 minutes, but you make it a daily thing, it's there in your consciousness. It's kind of top of mind. You have that awareness of moving every day, and then you can start to build on that and you can start to structure it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I I love when you, use the term intentional movement. I feel like that's like right up our alley. Cause I, I think in, in there's so much crossover in, in like what we do. And obviously like we work with uh, more like pain conditions and whatnot, but a lot of it is, is also, you know, getting people to become aware of the way that they're moving and consciously think about it. 
Um, and it, it can be so powerful in terms of helping somebody kind of understand their body, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, what's really interesting and it's been fascinating to see is for people who have not been doing self-care, who've not been taking care of themselves for quite a long time, they don't realize how crappy they feel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's, it's their baseline, you know, it's, it, 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 they've adapted. It's what feels normal. And it's super interesting to watch as they start to make these tiny changes. Right. And what I talked about with fitness, where starting with the intentional movement, I do the same thing with food. Right. So I'm like, you know what, maybe just start with having a little more protein at your meals and snacks, or, Hey, let's swap out, you know, the pasta that you're eating for, you know, some whole grains or something like that, rather than trying to overhaul things at once. But as we start to make these changes, they start to have more energy. They start to move better. They start to feel better. Um, and then, you know, inevitably, right, because we're all human, they'll have a day or two where things slide and they feel like crap. And, and I hear, you know, oh my God, like I had no idea you know, and how, how crappy this stuff made me feel until I started making these changes and feeling so much better. And it's so cool to see people kind of learn the possibilities of like, your body can feel amazing. And, you know, learning that it becomes kind of self-reinforcing. And that is something that really helps that transition away from, being so worried about the number on the scale to, you know, it naturally says, oh, well, I'm going to eat more of this because I feel really good when I eat that, mm-hmm. you know, and to making those choices that help your body feel and function your best. Right. And you need that kind of personal experience to have those good days and bad days so that, you know, after having a streak of good days, you can identify what a bad day is. You know, you need that, that, yeah. that experience. Well, we all yeah. hear that, that, you know, more sleep and drinking more water is all it's good for us. And it's going to make us feel better. Like we all know that, but until you, really until you experience it, exactly, yeah, like you put it into practice and you see, maybe you don't even realize the benefits are happening, but then, you know, <laughs> then you have one bad day in whatever mm-hmm. capacity. And then it's very eye opening. So I think that's like a Makes really understand amazing. what good really is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. That's a really important. Yeah. I mean, learn. it's, I think what's so cool and having gone through this journey myself, right. I know firsthand as well, just how amazing your body can feel, right. Like how much your body can do for you when you take care of it. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, that's what self-care is really about, right? Like a lot of people think about self-care as, um, and it's funny, I actually posted a video about this the other day. Um, you know, a lot of people think it's about the bubble baths or the vacations or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But it's really what you do day to day that helps you feel and function your best. Like that's what, that's what taking care of yourself is. And my, like one of my missions is to get, especially women away from this idea of like, I only deserve to take care of myself when I'm completely depleted. Oh yeah. You know, like, then I, and again, like taking the example of my son, like I wouldn't let him 
get so depleted and be like, oh, you know, it's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple months. You're looking a little rough. I should probably take care of you now. <laughs> you know, like you, you take care of them every day. You know, I make sure my son has food that's going to fuel him. I make sure he gets to move his body. I make sure he gets to sleep on time. We need to do the same things for ourselves, not wait until we get depleted. And, you know, one of the things that I encourage my clients to think about is a lot of times when we add in this work of self-care, the work that my clients need to do to lose weight is they think of it as another thing on the plate, right? It's something that they have to fit in around the rest of their lives. And I'm like, no, that is the plate. Self-care is the plate. It supports everything else you do. Um, and you know, it kind of gives people permission to prioritize themselves. Yeah. And also just to touch on it too, I think, I think you kind of bring up a good point in that, like you mentioned, you know, being able to like recognize certain things with your son, but then we don't do it ourselves. And so I just kind of wanted to make the point that it's also, that's what like coaches and, and people in the community are for. That's, that's when you should reach out. Like, you know, I, I even know, uh, like I'm a chiropractor, but I don't take care of myself. Like Dr. Holleran takes care of me, you know, like I, I used to be in strength and conditioning, but I didn't want to do my own program. I, I had my right. own coach. Right. So it's like, yeah, reach out, you know, find somebody that's going to be able to, uh, tell you, you know, Hey, do this before you kind of hit rock bottom. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's funny. I can't tell you like how many therapists I've worked with. Um, yeah. And, um, and it's so I've worked with physical therapists, which is a little, I'm not going to lie, a little intimidating, but I love it. Um, because I'm always afraid I'm going to like do something wrong. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think, you know, what the point that you make is, is, is incredibly important is that we all have our blind spots, right? We also operate in a society that is very much focused on sick care versus healthcare, right? Where I think what is so great about your field, about my field, is that we are really focused on prevention. Like, how can we help people move better in their day-to-day lives? How can we help people just feel their best in general so that they don't need us or they don't need us regularly? And obviously, you know, people reach out to me when they're not feeling their best. They reach out to you when they're not feeling their best, when they're having pain. But it's, you know, we all have those blind spots. And if we really think about healthcare, like what can we do to be healthy as opposed to just waiting until there's a problem and then dealing with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Normalize proactive care. Yes. That is a great concise summary of all of that. I just, right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we have touched on so many great topics today. I'm blown away by yeah. the amount of knowledge that you have brought and shared with us. This has been absolutely incredible. But how about we uh, move on to some lightning round questions? Oh, I'm excited. So we're going to ask you some questions. We call it the lightning round. However, it does not indicate that it needs to be quick or anything. Yeah, there's nothing lightning fast about it. <laughs> yeah. You can take your time <laughs> answering if you'd like, or you can answer very quickly. You should quickly. just call it the fun question round. Yeah. Um, okay. Dr. Green, you can go first. Okay. What is the most influential book you've read? Can I say two? 
Yeah. yeah. There are no rules. All right. So one of them is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Um, that is, I love that book. Um, that book is, I read it at least once a year and I always return to it when I find myself feeling stuck. Um, and then the other one is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. The reason I love that one, there's so, I mean, that book is dense. Um, like there's so much great stuff in there, but the big shift that I had after reading that was really shifting to value-based decision-making. So essentially getting clear on what are my values and then making sure my decisions align with those values. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I honestly, when we asked you this question, I thought you were going to say, start with why that book. Um, oh, that one too. I, yeah. I that we both read it. Actually, all three of us have read it, but um, that one, you know, business, I will say that one is probably the biggest, like, business impact on me was start with why because that that one made me rebrand my entire business and really helped me get clear on my purpose Mm -hmm. um my mission and what what I really wanted to do with this yeah yeah it's all yeah I think I took away from that like establishing our values in business and letting that guide us is yeah it's been crucial it's been amazing um, but going back to You Are a Badass, I definitely love that book too. And I found myself going back to it. I've read it at least twice. And it's so incredible because every time you read it, you're at a different time in your life, different, mm-hmm. different things going on, and you're going to take away something different. So yeah, love that one. Okay. Can I, I want to put just a little plug in is that um, on my website, I have, um, there's a tab called resources. It's on my in like um, inside out weight loss coaching part of my website mm-hmm. is there's this resources tab and there is a reading list of all of the self-help books or business help books that I have found to be most impactful for me. Oh, awesome. We'll definitely link that. Yeah. We'll, we'll include it in the show notes. I'll, I'll put a direct link to that one. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Okay. What are you reading right now? What am I reading right now? Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm between books right now. I've been, I've been leaning on podcasts a lot lately. Um, oh my gosh. Well, let me see. Um, I'm into all sorts of things. So I love opera. So I've been listening to some opera podcasts. Um, I started getting kind of into astrology a little bit just as like a curiosity thing so I'm listening to some of those um (laughs) I also just finished watching the Gilded Age um on HBO I was obsessed with that show and then I binge I binge the podcast um so and then what else oh I'm also really into fashion history so there's like a fashion history podcast that I listen to I'm all over the place that's very cool I love I love all that that's great very yeah spectrum of variety <laughs> yeah the way it should i be. used to i used to listen to a lot of business books i i do audible because i have adhd i can't sit still long enough to actually read a book um and so i, I listen <laughs> i listen to them and i used to read like a lot of business books and i was like i'm i need to step back a little <laughs> bit and yeah. you know just enjoy something yeah I was, uh, I was talking to a good friend of mine recently, well, probably like a month ago or so. And I was at a point where I was like, I need to read something fiction. And I picked like a, I think I picked like 1984 and I was like, this is a bad choice. Like, <laughs> yeah, not, not fiction. Uh, yes. I did just finish reading Stephen Fry's, um, 
because often what I'll do is I have two audible credits every month. Right. And so I'll get one like self-help or business book and then I'll get one pleasure reading book. And I just finished Stephen Fry's like trilogy of mythos, um, heroes and Troy. Mm -hmm. And oh, my God, that was so, so much fun to listen to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I need more of that because honestly, I did the same thing where I kind of burnt out, um, reading business books when we were starting mm-hmm. the business. And then I was like, okay, I need a break. Need to need a different genre. Yeah. So real quick digression, if you don't mind, since we both kind of burned out on business books, I found myself, and I actually think that this ties back to the weight loss thing because a lot of clients go through it too, is where you f- get so much information you're not sure which to apply and which not to apply. And a lot of it's contradictory. Yes. And, and that happened for me with the business books was, it was like, they were like, you have to do this. Or another person was like, well, you can't do that. You have to do this instead. And I, I found myself getting pulled away from my center and to a place where nothing was feeling authentic. You know, what I was posting online, how I was putting myself out there, really felt like I was checking some boxes or, you know, writing things the way that they should be written as opposed to what was really authentic for me. Mm -hmm. And I found that like, once I pulled back and started really reconnecting with myself and finding my center, um, you know, that the, the people who are right for me are going to respond to the real me. Yeah. It's yeah. We, we kind of ran into it too. It's like, uh, paralysis by analysis versus yeah. just like just do do something and then change it as you go you know right well and i yeah. think you know in a weight loss perspective right like i i work with i work with a lot of high achieving women who tend to have a high anxiety level to begin with but then they have all of this information and information about nutrition is all over the place yeah right like any nutrition and, professional <laughs> yeah yeah and so they you know, they, they come to me really, really like second guessing every single bite they're putting in their mouths and kind of pulling back and breaking it down to basics. It really helps them make their food choices so much more confidently and just eases so much of that mental burden. And I think, I think that applies to so many aspects of our lives. Like, you know, too much information is not necessarily a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That was a big digression. Sorry. Yeah, that's what we're all about. <laughs> um, speaking of food, what is one meal? If you could have anything delivered to your front door tonight from anywhere in the world, what would it be? Mm. Eight ounce filet mignon from uh, Butcher and Singer up in Philadelphia. They also have um, this stuff hash brown which is amazing that's probably like three or four meals worth so good um and then they also make these amazing brussels sprouts these amazing roasted brussels sprouts um with like horseradish and it is mm, so good i need to go back there i haven't been there in forever and their desserts are insane um my husband is particularly fond of their baked alaska um i like creme brulee but it's all, it's all delicious. Sounds all right. amazing. Adding it to the list. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good date night as butcher and singer. Yeah. Perfect. 
All right. Uh, last question here. If you could go back in time and give advice to a younger version of yourself, what piece of advice would you give yourself? Stop worrying so much about what everyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. Like trust yourself, trust your instincts, be unapologetically you. And the people who are right for your life will gravitate to that. And if if there are people that you feel like you have to put on a show around, they're not the people for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Follow your purpose and you'll become magnetic. It's- yeah. Now I want to put a caveat there is that I have seen people <laughs> before, not, not my clients, but just in like my normal interactions, people who, you know, are like, well, I'm just being myself as an excuse oh. to be a jerk. Um, you know, yeah. so we do want to like maintain our sense of social decorum and politeness, but, you know, don't be afraid to like put yourself out there and be who you are. And I think, you know, adding on to that one more thing is especially as a teenager, right. Is, you know, we're so worried about going into a room and, oh my God, everyone's going to see this imperfection. And what's everyone going to think? No one's looking, no one cares. Like they're all so wrapped up in their own issues, you know? And I will say when I see someone, you know, who like has a giant zit on their nose or something, I'm like, thank God we have humans who are imperfect. Like, I'm just like, thank you. Thank you for having this zit on your nose. I don't say that to them, but I think it myself, like, I just, I love seeing what we think of as imperfection, mm-hmm. you know, no one's looking, no one cares. And, um, just be who you are, yeah. be true to yourself. So valuable. If only that was an, an innate knowledge within us, oh God, life would be so different. I think it is an innate knowledge yeah, within yeah, us. And right. I think that Thank we're you. trained to ignore it. I think we're trained to ignore it. It's an unfortunately quieter voice. Yeah. Yeah. Not when we're kids. Not when we're kids. Like my my son loves Freddie Mercury right now. And he is like putting on a concert on my windowsill in front of the entire street in his underwear, um, like dancing around, having a great time and doing his thing. And I'm like, this is what I need in my life, right? Like this, I mean, I don't want to be in my underwear in front of the street, but that kind of like, just be so completely yourself. Yeah you know, be so in the moment with what you love and who you are that if someone doesn't like it, too bad. Yeah. Uh, that just really hit me. I, I clearly had forgotten that this is an innate knowledge that yeah. we just need to channel back. That's man, hit me today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of big ones this, uh, this episode here. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so wrapping up, uh, we're, we're going to put the, the link to your recommended reading list. Um, on the show notes, but where can people find you? Oh, okay. So my website is um, www.ioempower.com. And so that, that has a lot of my general offerings. And then there is, um, you know, a special link to click through to get to my more weight loss coaching specific stuff. Um, And then I'm on Instagram at inside.out.transformations. Um, I'm on TikTok. Yeah, I know, right? I'm on TikTok as inside out transformations, all one word, no dots. Um, and then to throw you all a curveball, my Facebook page is at Mayland Wellness. Now it's called Inside Out Transformations, but my little handle to find it is uh, Mayland Wellness. So uh, yeah. 
<laughs> cool. And then in terms of uh, things coming up, you know, in the future projects you're working on or anything that you want to just shout out to, to give people a heads up about? Yeah. So um, I am working on my stress management online course called Conquer Stress from the Inside Out. Um, I am super pumped about it because it's extremely in-depth. Um, it has three major sections. One covers stress prevention. Um, so basically, how do we lower our baseline level of stress so that we have the bandwidth to handle the stress that's unavoidable? Part two is how do you handle the stress that's unavoidable? And then part three is all about communication around stress. So how do you communicate your emotions effectively to other people? How do you ask for support? How do you set boundaries? Um, so that is actually available now. Um, and I release a new section of it every two weeks um, so that people can work through it and actually practice and apply what's in there without being overwhelmed with a ton of stuff to do at one time. So um, I would say that's number one. And then I also have um, an awesome Facebook group. It's, um, it's a monthly subscription, $14.99, called um, the Healthy Meal Prep Recipe Exchange very, very active group. Every other Friday, we do a food challenge. And so basically, it's like, hey, our produce item of the week is carrots. And everyone shares healthy recipes that have carrots, or um, things like that. And then I also do a meal makeover every other Monday. So if someone's like, I had a client like, hey, I really love quesadillas. Can we like do a healthy version of quesadillas? And so I was actually able to like, you know, create a really healthy, nutrient-dense, well-rounded version of one. I was kind of proud of myself. So, so we do that. Um, and the only kind of requirement being in the group, other than the subscription part of it, is everyone has to contribute um, to recipes a month. And so it's great for people who um, are kind of stuck in the rut of having like the same few recipes in mm -hmm. circulation and, and need to mix it up. And you're getting stuff from everyone of like, Hey, here's something I tried and works rather than like some bloggers, crazy recipe with 800 steps that you're like, I don't have four hours to make yeah. this. this like yeah. coming so, from real people, real it's coming real from real people, people who have tried it and like it. And, and yeah, it really is a community. Um, and it's, you know, it's small and mighty right now, super active. Um, and it's such an awesome resource for healthy eating and meal prep and ideas and all of that. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. Um, I, I just want to also, um, clarify in case we didn't touch on it, you're entirely virtual, correct? So your reach is far, you know, it's not like you have to be coming from a specific area. Anyone that's really trying to work with you is your people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I've had clients from California to New York to Norway. <laughs> um, yeah. So I am, I am entirely virtual. That was a pandemic change that happened and I am never going back because it allows me to connect with so many more clients. So yes, I, everything is done on zoom. Um, and yeah, I love it. Great. Thank you so much for your time, Sarah. We appreciate it so much. You've, you've left us with so much valuable information. And I mean, if anyone listening has any reservations about, or, or, or is feeling overwhelmed about weight loss or managing your stress, please 
reach out to Sarah or follow her or just look at her resources there. You'll, you'll take away so much. Thank you so much for having me on. I really, I really loved our chat. I love the lightning round. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you.